you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Alexa, who is Adam Ferrara? Adam Ferrara is an American actor and comedian known for playing the roles of Chief Needles Nelson on Rescue Me, Sergeant Frank Virelli opposite Edie Falco on Nurse Jackie, he was a co-host on the US version of Top Gear, and his current stand-up special is called, It's Scary In Here, it's available for you free on YouTube. Adam's new podcast is a big hit and available everywhere. Sounds like it could be funny. Sounds to me like 30 minutes you'll never get back. I am so glad you guys are here because it's showtime. This would really suck without you. We have a great show for you this week. My guest in the ADD interview is a former teacher. He's a great stand-up comic. He's currently headlining the Board Teachers Comedy Tour, and he will be opening for me in San Francisco July 1st and 2nd. It's my pal, Devin Seabold. And we want to welcome everyone from our Talk To Me Tuesday family. That's our conversation we have every week, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. You go to my website, click the link, and join our conversation. And our super fan shout-out is for Julie. Say hi to Julie, everyone. Hey, Julie. Hey, Jules. How you doing? Julie sent us a great email, uh, and we uh, we made her laugh when she needed a laugh, so I'm very glad we could do that, Julie, and we are thinking about you. And she sends uh, Phil some love. Something's coming. It's going to piss me off. Okay, yes, maybe a little bit later. <laughs> he could use all the love he can get. He can, yes. So uh, so we want to thank Julie uh, for, for listening to the show. And uh, I would like to begin today's proceedings by reading an email we got. Honey, if they want to get a hold of us, where do they go? The Adam Ferrara at Gmail. This is from Fidel. Uh, Fidel actually used to own his own country about 90 miles south of Florida. <laughs> I was going to say. He's no longer he with us. With, was he partnered up with Hyman Roth at any point? Yes, it's some, so a smaller piece of cake. <laughs> And Fidel says, hi, Adam, longtime fan of your comedy and, and especially Top Gear. Love the Mustang argument you and Chris Titus had. Yeah, it was a great back and forth with you guys. Yeah. And just for the record, I'm right. Um, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, I am. While I do see the need for electric cars, I am still partial to the 1968 uh, Fastback with the 428 Cobra Jet. Testify, brother. Yeah. But you did make a good marketing point. Uh, about the Mustang, but it's still not a Mustang to me. Love the show. Best Fidel. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, it's another evolution of, of the Mustang. It's hard to let go of, yes. you know, 
something that you're used to and yeah. like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm used to yelling, and my wife says we have to change. <laughs> well, that's different, Adam. <laughs> that's peace in the house. Yeah, all right. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's 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 what I want to talk to you guys about today. It's the importance of of pivoting uh, in business and in your life. Mm -hmm. A pivot in business is fundamentally changing the direction of a business when you realize the current products and services are not meeting the needs or conditions of the market. Yeah. And with pivoting, you have to be prepared yeah. to pivot because yeah. you can't just all of a sudden change your thinking. Mm -hmm. You have to be set up to deliver, baby. Yeah. So like one of my favorite quotes from Marcus Stern is, Noah built the boat before it rained. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's right. You got to be flexible and nimble and ready to move in the direction that the market takes you. Mm -hmm. Now I say that and I have zero business acumen. So that's what I know. I know how that stuff works. I just wish I could translate it into like more financial success. If everybody had an electric car per se, we don't have enough chargers. Yeah, we're not ready for the change yet. We don't have the infrastructure. Mm -hmm. And you know what, Adam? What? I am not giving up my hairdryer. No. You know what? <laughs> I did not even consider that. I'm plugging that sucker in whenever I want. Okay, fine. I had to, it, listen. <laughs> If, if we get an F-150 Lightning, you might be able to plug it in, in the truck. How's that? I don't know, Adam. It's iffy. Okay, it's iffy. <laughs> but Ford is actually moving. Ford and all the top three, they move 30% they move of their production budgets to electric cars from the ICE engines. Because they see that this is where – I mean, I'm assuming that they have people that are looking at how they think this is all going to play out. And they're like, look, this is where we think this is all headed. Mm -hmm. So we need to devote resources to this now. Yeah. Because like that famous quote, I forget who said that quote, when did Noah build the ark before it started to rain? That guy's really smart. <laughs> you, you gotta... He's short, he talks to animals, and he thinks he's a Marine. So there's... It's got a lot going on. Lot but going but on. you have to be ready for that change yeah. before it actually comes. Yeah. If you if you wait for it to actually arrive, then you're already too late. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. If you do it right, you get excited about change. Yes. And that's when everybody goes with you. Yeah. I, that's if you do it right. Apparently, I'm doing it wrong because it just pisses me off. <laughs> so I have to learn how to do change right. And, uh, and you have to... <laughs> Yeah, because, well, the thing is, you have to stand the anxiety of change. It's that it's that you have to make friends with the uncertainty because you're going to go through that uncertainty. You're going to make mistakes and you got to realize I'm not making mistakes. I'm figuring out what doesn't work. So I know what does work, you know, in business and in personal life, too. That's why Phil needs to stand the anxiety of change. I'm helping him change right now. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure you are. And so what are you doing now? Adam? I'm, I'm, I'm being a good friend is what I'm doing. I think, Phil, <laughs> stop laughing, Stern. <laughs> I think Phil overuses the word bizarre. If you ever been in a conversation with him, he overuses the word bizarre. So I'm helping him change by conditioning him, by pointing out when he does it. And it sounds like this. I don't understand that. What don't you understand? It's fucking bizarre. How bizarre? <laughs> you have no life. <laughs> Could be right. <laughs> so yeah i was doing that uh I, I i can you see how i'm trying to help him i can see how you're trying to help yourself Is it... <laughs> <laughs> you're, right. you're helping him but you're having some fun mm -hmm. along the way well this points out what i'm saying change is difficult it comes hard but i think i think he has accepted that the uh he's aware of what's going on if that makes any sense here's another conversation we had i'll show you what i mean do the opposite of Phil and say bizarre as much as I could. You know why, honey? Because you don't want to change. I would help you too. Oh, you think? Yes. Uh -huh. Oh, God, he kills me. This reminds me, by the way, mm. this reminds me of when I first got started in radio. Mm. We had, with my program director, 
who's my boss, we would have these things called air check sessions. Right. And they'd play back the stuff that you did in your air, you know, your air shift. Mm-hmm. And if I was saying bizarre all the time, I think I would say stuff like phenomenal or whatever. Right. And she would just write a scorecard. She's like, you said that 72, 72 times during your shift. Could you please think of another word to use? <laughs> so it's a very effective way of getting people to change. Thank you. Verb. Thank you. See, yeah. honey, I'm not crazy. <laughs> You also don't work for a radio station, Adam. That's true. Well, he's <laughs> freelancing. That's all. Th- this could be considered kind of a little homemade radio show we do okay, here at the garage. Okay, Adam. Cover your checks, Adam. All right. Yes. So, so we were, we were working the other night. Uh, it, it was late at night. We were coming up. We, we had a pitch meeting, so I uh, we were doing some notes, and um, uh, but I still took time out of the pitch meeting to help my friend here. Listen to. This. They would actually, there'd be a commercial where they actually comment on the very game they're watching. Mm-hmm. Like with this, whatever the score is or something bizarre happened or something like that, you know what I mean? But then you'd have to write stuff on How the spot. I, was like, I don't even know why I'd pitch anything to you. <laughs> you know, I just, we brainstorm and I'm up now. I'm and, up uh, now. You know, and I'm trying to like shit going and. He does so like the word bizarre. Clown school. You know? Fuck. <laughs> Clown school. You're not even listening. You're just waiting for a moment. Wait, let me just, the right moment to press the button. Oh, it is. Oh, it is. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's figured, that's all this is. Just you're waiting for the right moment to press the button. He's Which finally learned that. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness. So yeah, but he, he's in better shape. Uh, he is. He's 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 on he's on a real classy uh, cruise ship now. What is the classy cruise ship? High end. I don't think they make them row. I think that's. <laughs> Everybody has to take a turn at the oar. Everybody, yeah. But it's no. It's it's a real. It's an upscale kind of thing. He's got a suite. Yeah. Listen. Oh, does he have to wear tux? No, I think he's got a he's got to wear a jacket. I think for for mm-hmm. dinner and stuff. Mm-hmm. He's got to host these. He hosts these. Um, these crew, din- these passenger dinners. So he's like the host. I, I like those kind of things. Yeah, I don't. I think they're horrible. And I'm not going. <laughs> but, but I'm glad he's doing well. This this was the last part of the conversation. It's a very nice cruise line. I mean, really high class shit, man. Beautiful fucking cabin with a balcony. I showed you the pictures, right? Uh-huh. Is that the one? The, what's the one with the comedy club? That's the Oasis. That's Royal Caribbean. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Adam has an internal scorecard. I love it because you're just setting him up. You're just throwing the bait out. <laughs> he doesn't see it. Like you're like, come on, you said Oasis. And he's just waiting for him to say that. Oh God, so great. God, I love you. Phil. I do like the song breaks. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, baby. <laughs> My wife does like the song breaks. That's good. <laughs> I, see, I did it for you. I am the most selfless person. I give and give and give. Okay, you Adam. Do. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I really enjoyed talking to uh, to Devin. Uh, we're going to be together. If you guys are in the San Francisco area, Jan, uh, July first and second, we're doing uh, we're at Cobb's Comedy Club. Me and Devin. Ooh, nice club. I love it. Yeah, I, it's one of my favorite clubs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Is it classy, like the Oasis. It's classy. Yes, it's in North Beach. North Beach. Yeah, right cool. by the Ooh. ocean. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Devin's going to be open for me, and uh, I'm glad he uh, he took some time out to do the show. And we, we talked about the importance of being able to pivot. So you guys listen to this, and we will see you on the other side. Why you should pivot. You can only really work on one thing at a time. And so by working on something that's not working, and you have evidence that it's not working, you are taking opportunity costs to not be doing something else. I don't even know why I pitch anything You are listening to the Adam Ferrara Podcast. This is 30 minutes you will never get back. Do you know what I could do with the time that I am pissing away right now? You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. 
Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. I've got some stand updates for you tomorrow, June 24th and 25th. I will be at the Grand Comedy Club in Escondido, California, July 1st and 2nd. I will be at Cobb's Comedy Club in San Francisco, July 8th and 9th. I'm going home to Strong Island. I will be in Bohemia at McGuire's Comedy Club, July 10th, one night only in Royals Ford, Pennsylvania. I will be at Soul Joel's. Very, very special show, October 6th. I will be at the Gilmore Car Museum in Michigan. Calling all car people. Come out and I will make you laugh. Uh, there's a link for tickets right here in the show notes, or you can go to my website, click the link there. We also have a link for T-shirts. We have a link for my special on YouTube. And as always, if you can make any of these gigs, please come up after the show, because I'd like to shake your hand and thank you for all the love and support you've shown me and this podcast. All right, go on. Get out of here. Pay attention when I'm talking to you, boy. ADHD, it's not just for kids. Nice boy, but doesn't listen to a word you say. Welcome to the ADD interview. It's not that you're not interesting, it's just that I can't focus. And my guest this week is... Oh, look, a bird! My guest this week is a comedian, content creator, podcaster, and children's author. He won the iHeartMedia Real Radio Comedian of the Year Award. His podcast is called Crying in My Car. His original content has had over 80 million views. He's a former teacher who is now headlining the Board Teachers National Comedy Tour. He is very tall. He is very ambitious. And on a personal note, I'm very proud of him, and I will deny I said it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's my pal, Devin Seabold. How are you, my friend? I'm great. It's good to have uh, you. Well, you are on the other end now. You're interviewing me. I've interviewed you yeah. 900 times, so it takes, it takes the pressure off. I'm like, what do I have to do to prep for this? And I'm like, nothing. It's on him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's on me, and I did mean what I said, and that I'm proud of you. I also mean that I will deny it so you didn't hear it from me, because we uh, we started working together. I was headlining the, the Orlando Improv. Uh, and this tall man, I'm talking to the audience now, this tall man walks in, tall, really, you're what, nine, nine and a half feet tall? Six, six. Six, six. Uh, yeah. Meters. Yeah. <laughs> He's what, he goes, I'm your host. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm looking up at this guy. I go, I'm your host. I said, yes. Oh, how are you? He goes, what is your intro? I And I gave you an intro. And he said, is there anything else I could do for you? I said, yeah, why don't you clean that ceiling fan? And you laughed. Yep, and uh, and I did, and I, then I cleaned it, yeah. and uh, that's that's the way you do. That's how you start off as hosting. Uh, the, the true story behind that, by the way, you you were the very first uh, headliner that I ever got to host for at the Improv, mm -hmm. um, and it, it was a great weekend. But I I will say I I was still so new, mm -hmm. and I don't know if you remember, but I I've got pictures of the first time we worked together and i was in like a leather jacket and like a, a hat and mm. it was and i was i was joe cool and it was because i was like i'm working with this car guy and you showed up in jeans and a shelby and i was like i have to match them style. <laughs> we're together now we're a team <laughs> so i'm like rocking a leather jacket it's 97 yeah. degrees out 100 percent humidity <laughs> I'm walking to the improv in leather jacket and tight pants. I've got a chain wallet. Never wore one in my life. I rented a Dodge Durango that weekend just because I couldn't pull up in something that you would laugh at. I, I was trying to impress you at the time. I, I thought this was it, you know, and they don't tell you these, they, they, these guys, when you open, you know, you mm. go in with like, they're going to think I'm the best. And then I'll go, 
on tour with them forever and I'll be made and then they'll lead me to their guy and their guy will boost me up and then we'll be, uh, you know, uh, co-headliners forever. Yeah. And uh, it's it's kind of uh, the fantasy you live when you're a new comic. Uh, so I think I think after your week, I was uh, back down to working uh, Bonkers Comedy Club at the downtown Claremont Bar and Grill. <laughs> you know? So you get a dose of reality. But I, it was it was it, you were impressive, but only because you were. First of all, I thought it was like, all right, maybe he's, he's got a medical condition where he loses body heat. Is why he's wearing a winter coat in Orlando. But but you were a funny comic. A lot of it, a lot of it was uh, a teacher stuff. And you said, you know, because you were still teaching then, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I taught until January 2021. So I taught for 13 years and I started doing comedy exactly 10 years ago as of yesterday. So Happy anniversary. Yesterday. Thank you. I walked into the the improv, did a, a, a comedy uh, school class. And uh, then, you know, from there now it's a career. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And you and you did mind that teacher thing. One, uh, one of the things I admire about you, first of all, you are very ambitious. I mean, we've known each other since that date. You know, I I, I remember, remember when you called me up and said, you got any dates to open? I said, oh, yeah. I said, and then I remember saying, I forget what the first date I took you to with me to open for me, but I, I made sure I told you what the weather was. I didn't want to say... Don't wear a leather jacket because it's Arizona. I just said, you know, it's 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 a dry heat, but it's still a heat. Yeah, I, it was maybe West Palm, but also I think D.C. was D.C. Oh, yeah. improv. I remember that was a, a good one. The D.C. improv and, and and getting to know you, you're always moving and doing stuff. You have that. You you flip sneakers. That's amazing to me. I just got another pair in today. <laughs> <laughs> I really did. I got the Jordan Jade uh, Air Sixes that I'm gonna I'm gonna post online. But yep, sure did. Yeah, it's like you have that brain where you can see something. Oh, I can take that, do this to it, then tell it for this, sell it for this, and then turn it over. You're like the original guy, real estate with no money down, dude, selling seminars and shit. I don't have that friggin' brain. Well, I learned from my students because I was a broke teacher and I was watching my students go around hustling uh, Sam's Club boxes of chips for two dollars a bag. And I was and they would so they would come in with duffel bags full mm-hmm. of Sam's Club. They go in and they buy like chips and, and uh, candy bars. And the, the overall was like, I don't know, 40 cents a piece on these things. And they're selling them for a dollar, two dollars out of their backpack. And I'm watching them at the end of the day coming into my class with a stack of cash more than I made that day. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute, you know, and, <laughs> and they're, they're teaching me the economics of the street hustle. And I started to pick up a little bit of that. And I was like, you know what, let me try this. Let me try that. And I remember I had a, uh, uh, now I'm not a bad, terrible person. It'll sound bad, but I had a gumball machine on mm-hmm. my desk. Right. And uh, students could put in a quarter and I was making profit off of them. And and this is the thing, though, because everybody, uh, my students found out, they go, you making profit off of this? I, I said, yeah, I'm making profit off. Yeah, I said, but at the end of the year, I do a pizza party and that thing cost me $90. I make 60 in profit off you. I'm losing on this deal. Uh, but uh, it was cool because I was able to teach them the economics of the gumball machine in my class. And 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 because I did teach economics. Mm-hmm. And so they loved it. That's cool. I, I like the fact not only you told it, but you defended yourself to the children. Hey, this guy's soaking us. No, you're getting it back at the end. Listen, let's go do the math. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you just look at the back end of it, you know, yeah. don't look too hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. And that's what that's what happens, you know, and especially as a teacher, you gotta constantly be making ends meet. You know, I was mm. in uh I'm in Florida. And Florida was number 48 in the state when I was when I left in teacher pay. And so uh, we're number 48 in the in the nation, 48 in the state, right. 48 in the nation. But, uh, you know, overall, our rent is, is through the roof. Everything's through the roof everywhere. So yeah. I remember it was I was struggling. So I was like, OK, I'm, I'm not making ends meet with the $50 check from the Claremont Bar and Grill. Let right. me see what else I can do. And it was it was a lot of a lot of work inside jobs and, and trying to figure it out, you know. Yeah. 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 But you, 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 you have that, that I have that nature too. I always worked, man. I always worked. Even like in high school, I was like, you know, working at a mall, but I was always, I wasn't into that, the the business part of work. I just did the labor, you know, to have money in my pocket. I I worked at a fence company for years. I was digging holes and driving trucks and forklifts and stuff. And then when I started doing comedy, the work ethic served me well, but the, um, the business end of it, uh, escaped me. And that's one of the things that I, I admired about you because you would deal with things like, okay, I got to do this. I got to do that. What's the best way to do it? And you have the patience to try different things 
And if that doesn't work, you you shift and you pivot. And I think that's a valuable that's a valuable um, attitude to have is to being able to pivot. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing is also trying to uh, figure it out, you know, as you go. Because yeah. I started off with a Facebook fan page before I had a fan, and, <laughs> and, and everybody's laughing at me. They're like, you got a Facebook fan page? What do you, you don't have any? And 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 it's funny because I go back. And I, I go back and it's probably, I don't know, an eight, nine years ago, I started it. And, um, and I remember I was looking at a post, a post like uh, last week, that was eight, nine years ago. And, uh, you know, you can check the memories, the old stuff. Uh-huh. And uh, there was a post saying, you know, here's where I'm going to be. And it was an open mic. And I had three comments underneath of it. It was my mom, my <laughs> girlfriend, and I think my other girlfriend. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> always ready to pivot, Seabold. Yeah, okay, yeah, go always ahead. ready to pivot. And uh, so at the time, I, I didn't, um, I, I was had no fans, but people were making fun of me for it. Other comics were like, mm-hmm. what do you got a fan page for? And uh, I started to use it. And, and that was the thing. They weren't using it. And I said, you know, this is here for a purpose. And, the, and it's got a potential. It has a reach. And mm-hmm. then, you know, the, the hundreds of thousands, millions of views later, you know, and suddenly monetizing it and, uh, you know, building a tour off of it and yeah. signing contracts and deals and, you know, doing um, in networking and, and branding for companies. I mean, I just signed a, a contract with Advent Health you know, they're going to be a sponsor of my, uh, my, my stuff. So it's, it's pretty incredible, you know, to see that grow something that, you know, people laugh at you and then you, you work at it and you make it something that, uh, you know, but it took years, years and years to do that. It's, it takes time, patience. Not a lot of people have that anymore. I don't have it. I don't think I ever had it. <laughs> I don't think I ever really had, I had the ADD. So I, I just, I never had, I just don't have the patience. And that's, that's one of the things that, I can uh, that uh, I saw you. Uh, I, I admired in you and the stick to itiveness and and the fact that when you write, you're writing for the teachers. You're writing for that specific audience. So you took what you had and what you wanted to do, and you put them both together. Uh, even even yeah. the stories you tell in your content. You got fired in the middle of class. Yes, I did. <laughs> Fired in the middle of class and then rehired a day later. And that's an awkward, hey, kids, I'm back. You know? <laughs> uh, it turns out they were accusations. <laughs> you know, they, they can't pin that one on me. Uh, you just you got to you got to create these ideas in your head, man. But it, it was fun. Uh, the, the, uh, the thing with that, though, is is when I started doing comedy, I was worried I was going to be cornered into the teaching by doing some teaching jokes. And so I actually stayed away from it for a while. Right. And then my online content was heavy teacher comedy and people were really responding to that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Hey, you know, I guess there's millions of teachers out there. Let's see, you know, where I can take that, uh, that genre, the Mm -hmm. jokes. And, and, and then I also ran into a kind of a, a, a bit of a roadblock because then I'm, I'm writing for teachers, but I'm still performing, you know, in clubs. Yeah. Yeah, clubs and and car guys. You know, yeah. can I make a car guy laugh at an Adam Ferrara show yeah. on a joke about you know late homework? And and that's that's the challenge. You got to figure it out, and it it works. It does. It it definitely works. Now, if you came to a teachers only show like the Board Teachers Comedy Tour, you're getting some pretty specific jokes. You know, yeah. they're they 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 are you know ninety nine percent teachers in that audience. So we we kind of you know, they like to have a little bit of content that they're like, ah, I know what he's talking about, you know, inside stuff. And, yeah. But you're still like, awesome. so I've done a bunch of, uh, uh, you put the shows on again. You're like, you'll get a theater. I'll come into town. And I had a great one at that theater you had in, uh, in Florida where I, where I met your parents and it was all right. teachers. And I had one of the best sets of my life on that show. Yeah. They, that's cause they're the drunkest. <laughs> <laughs> They're the ones that drink and they, they, they're there for a good time, man. And they love it. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's teachers are a great audience for some reason. Uh-huh. They, they're either a great audience, but there's always the one wild teacher that just never gets out. Yeah. And they, they, she lets loose and, and there's, you know, security's called within about eight minutes of that. I've had a few of those, uh-huh. I've had a few of those, but there's, there's the wild teachers for sure. But how much how much of the stuff have you taken? Like I know the story about you getting fired, uh, mm-hmm. and, and it turned out that it was just a technicality. 
Yeah, just technicality. Yeah. It, it, it was it was bureau, the bureaucracy of uh, teaching. You know, you say technicality, but I worry here. <laughs> you worry? <laughs> Have you just met me, Seabold? Jesus. I know, right? <laughs> so the story is is kind of – I'll brush over it real quick. But yeah. I, I uh, had taken some reading classes in college, and it covered my reading credential, and they said I didn't have them. Right, yeah. And so they said I, I wasn't certified to be teaching that class. But Adam, we sit here and go, that's a technicality. But I was halfway through the year. Mm. How do you, <laughs> you're telling me a person with no certification, no credentials can work their way into a classroom with children and yeah. teach them for half a year before anybody goes, hey, uh, this guy doesn't have the credentials, yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, so that worries me mm. on the other opposite end. I, I'm like, you know, if it was the first week of school, okay. But we're talking mid-year. Right. They were like, oh, you, you don't have what you're supposed to have. And I, I did. And I had to drive all the way three hours away, drive back, deliver it to them. And they go, oh, okay, thanks. You know, that's <laughs> it. Well, how Appreciate much of that, how much of like your experiences, because I know there's a great bit you have in your act about uh, the children's names. Yeah. That's I wanted to ask you, is, is there a really a student in your class named Shasta? <laughs> Shasta, no. Uh, it was uh, Pepsi. Pepsi. Yeah. Uh, it, I had a, a student named Pepsi, and that was true story. And they had a sister named Sprite. And uh, I, I asked, and it was different dads. That's why. What is a Coke <laughs> product? <laughs> and you sit here and you say to yourself, is that, a, is that true? And it absolutely <laughs> is. Absolutely is. And I actually did that joke at an open mic and I'll never forget. I had a, a, um, a lady in the crowd. She was drunk and she raised her hand. She goes, those are my kids. No. And I was like, and I go, Oh no. And I was flustered. I was rocked from mm -hmm. that point on the rest of the set was downhill. Then I get off stage and she goes, ah, I'm just messing with you. And I was like, oh, thanks for ruining my entire set. I appreciate it. I was, I was up there contemplating my next step on indeed.com to get a new job. <laughs> and it uh, turns out she was not the mom, but I, I said, you know what? I, I should probably get a little bit of permission on this one. So mm -hmm. I did. I got the permission from the parent. They thought it was a funny joke and uh, they, they were like, yeah, go for it. Whatever, you know. But uh, there's 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 some been some names. I've had Michael Jackson in my class. That uh -huh. was an interesting name. And uh, Robert Frost. I had a Robert Frost. And um, I, I, I had a uh, I had a, a Ray Ray. Ray Ray. Uh, do you, yeah. Do you know his last name? Ray. Ray. Yeah. <laughs> Ray Ray Ray. They Wait a minute. His name. name is Ray Ray and his last name is Ray. Ray. Oh, I thought I thought it was Ray Ray. 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 Oh, OK. No. Yeah. Ray Ray Ray. And uh, that was an interesting one. I had. Um, Tell me he stutters. <laughs> right. Uh, no, did not stutter. Uh, I and when I was in school, I don't know about you. Do you have any friends that had kind of crazy names? I had a Charles Charles Manson. You know, and, and looking back, yeah, looking back, I mean, the kid, the parents knew. I mean, that mm -hmm. wasn't like a snuck up on you kind of thing. You know, their last names were Manson. They yeah. named him Charles. Uh, it's like, ugh, what are you doing? The worst uh, is when you go, it's a family name. Then yeah. <laughs> I'm named after my uncle. Oh, okay. Well, no yeah. parent teacher conference tonight. I'll tell you. One that. of you the funniest name. recent names I heard is, you know, John, the comedian, John Fish. Yeah. So Fish, yeah. Fish named his daughter Tallulah. I go, the child's name is Tallulah Fish. It sounds like an entree. You can't do that. <laughs> that's funny yeah that and i'm, I'm like actually i think i'm talking to pen gillette uh next week and he named his kid maxi crime fighter really yeah i hadn't heard that yeah. i know that michael jackson named his son pillow my my uncle true story named his kid apple stop apple. it yep apple. didn't like, didn't like, what's her name yep yeah, yeah yeah gwyneth paltrow and um uh chris martin he i think he was following in the footsteps and then there's another one that's real weird in my family but the everything's weird in my family because i don't know if you know this but uh, my parents that you met their last name is hemp hemp h-e-m-p hemp it is a long-running family name up in illinois hemp okay that let's back hemp. up so you ch you changed your name to seabold for business reasons what the hell <laughs> yeah. no i wish i had hemp. hemp would have been pretty cool yeah but uh no it was you know divorced oh and okay she remarried I but right. uh hemp is the the family name on the uh stepfather and uh it's it's pretty cool it's it's different or yeah and uh but that's that's been their last name forever so yep yeah i you know what to get a head start in life i wish my parents named me emperor 
<laughs> just as an emperor, Emperor Ferrara. That would just that be like, good. well, it sounds like he's got money. I could get a loan yeah. pretty easy. Well, you had to be a car guy because your last name sounds almost like one. Ferrara, you know, yeah. Ferrara, Ferrari, you know, you kind of follow along that. Yeah. yeah. When I did get Top Gear, Adam Carolla, uh, I thought had a really funny joke. I think it was, I think it was in Motor Trend, a car and driver or something. Um, he said, because uh, he did the original pilot for Top Gear. And then when I got oh, the yeah. gig, he said, he, they just found another Adam whose last name sounded like a car, which I thought was kind of <laughs> funny. Yeah, Corolla to uh, Ferrara. That's funny. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, the, the, the names blow my mind. The names, the people, these people come, and it's not even Adam. Let me tell you this: it's not just the names mm-hmm. and what they are; it's the spellings we're throwing out there. <laughs> I mean, it's, I'm serious. These names, like the the, it just is. It's like if if the father mm-hmm. was standing alongside the bed and the mom delivered the baby. And he he was forced into a giant plastic container, and they turned on the blower, and he's grabbing the letters out of the air like <laughs> money. <laughs> and and they just goes, all right, I got four Fs. What are we gonna do? You know, <laughs> that's exactly what we're getting in these names. It just yeah. it's like, where are you coming up with this stuff? That everybody wants to be unique. I think that's a terrible idea, by the way, because. Th- the more unique you are, the more Googleable your kid is. You know, yeah. uh, you can you can pass off something. Hey, there's Adam Ferrara on the internet. It says he's got a OnlyFans page, and you're like, oh, that's a different Adam Ferrara. Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, really? The Adam Ferrara that spells his name with six R's and a, <laughs> a Q, and a, you're like, oh, uh, maybe it is me. You know, <laughs> it's, I think we're just setting these kids up for failure. They can't. You know, they're trying to be too unique. Uh, how are the parents? I mean, that's because I remember when I was. The parent-teacher night uh, was always like, because everyone thinks that their, their, their kid is a genius or special, and they always, you know, it's always the teacher's fault that they're dumb. So you guys get blamed for a lot of shit. Oh yeah, absolutely. And that—that's um, you couldn't have said it better. I mean, they think we are the problem, mm-hmm. and and it's us, and we're doing the things wrong. We're not, uh, you know, it, it's it's so funny to me because the kid has an F and it's turned in twenty F rated, and then. The parent says, hey, they turned in their work. Are you going to grade it? Why? To give them more Fs? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, they, they haven't passed anything I gave them to begin with. And and now now it's they're yelling at you. You have, you're behind on grades. Oh, well, um, that's sorry. I ran out of red ink after grading your child's paper. You know, <laughs> it's got to reload here. Uh, but, yeah, the parents get mad right away. They they frustrate any little thing they can do. It's not them. Couldn't be their child. It's, I'll tell you what it is. Too many parents latch on to these check pluses that their kid got in second grade mm-hmm. and think that that carries over to uh, juniors and seniors in high school. You know, he was a great kid. He was awesome. Well, yeah, because he all had only had to count to fifty. Yeah, you know, now the we're stuff doing gets increased. Work. Yeah. And, and and at no point did they think that they need to be, you know, involved or do anything. They just think that the kids he's he's on track. He's he's doing great. He got yeah. a, a plus plus in second grade and then he's on autopilot and it's it doesn't work that way. Yeah, that happened to me in ge- in ge- um geometry. I got like a, a ninety something the first semester of geometry. And my father, you know, my parents, oh, he's a genius. And then I, I failed the second, the second, uh, the second quarter. And uh, what happened? I went, well, the first one was about triangles and I needed that to shoot pool. You know, <laughs> once I yeah, figure yeah. that out, I, didn't, I don't I don't need the circle unless I'm going to masse and you can't do any masse shots at the pool hall. So what do I need it for? It's it's funny. But that's the that's the difference, though, is your your father looked at you and said, what happened? Yeah. Instead of what did they do? You know, what what what, what went wrong? What did the teacher do yeah. differently? You oh, know? you know, my father knew it was me. He, even when I graduated college, my mother was crying and my father shook my hand and goes, well, you bullshitted them, too. All right, let's go home. <laughs> that's the way it is yeah. and, but this is now we're in a different age where uh the grades are constantly there everything's there to be monitored and we mm-hmm. just have parents that aren't active in their kids education and you know and it's it depends on where you're at i mean there's there's some areas that it's great some areas that it's not but uh you know you you uh you see do see a lot of blame being put on the teachers there's the bigger problem here though is the behavior mm. so you don't even talk about behavior but these kids are act up and there's no repercussions they're not they're not yeah. seeing the repercussions from parents at home. They're too busy on the phone. 
you know, then uh, they then the admin can't do anything. Nobody can suspend them. Nobody, you know, counties and districts need them in that school to get uh, money. You know, every kid in that chair is is funding. Right. And so uh, what do you do? You get kids that punch their teacher. They're back in class two days later. That doesn't make sense. You know? Oh, my God. Well, and, and, and the thing is, is I know that you're sitting here like, really? You know, it's 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 like that. Yeah. I mean, I, I I've got tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of teachers. And I get so many messages all the time of, you know, got hit, got hurt. You know, a kid pushed me, kid threw a desk at me, broke my arm. And they're like, Jesus. the next day they're there, you know, and it's, oh, they just, you know, they just have a, an intervention. We just need to work with them. And it's like, no, no, we don't. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, you know, if, if I, I need a, a lion tamer, you know, to come in and help me teach my class, it's not working out, you know? So well, it's, that's just, that's something a teacher shouldn't have to endure. I mean, there's a lot of shit you guys shouldn't have to endure. And you're a parent too. And I, I met your kids and they, they're great. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, they're just well-behaved little. And when I say little, they're seven feet tall as well. So <laughs> yeah, they are. Yep. They're about to stare down at me. It's uh, they're big and they are well-behaved. They're mm -hmm. good kids. They're doing well in school, you know, but we still have speed bumps, but we work through it. You know, we, we try to keep them involved. We're going to spirit night tonight, you know, things like that, mm -hmm. you know, keep them involved in the school. Let them know education is valuable, but you know, not a lot of people see that as a priority in their life. There's they're, they're busy getting, you know, likes on Instagram and Facebook. They, they think that they need the approval online, but more than they do in the, the child's bedroom. And there's, a, there's a lot of problems with that mentality. Yeah. So. Well, has any of your has any of your uh, students ever come to see you live or, or comment on your videos? Uh, oh, yeah. They, they come to see me live, come to the shows, come to, uh, you know, all, every and it and they all love it. I mean, they think it's great. I'm not an overly dirty comic. I don't have to worry about any of that stuff. And even if I did, you know, they're they're adults. Most of them now, you know, I, I we had a kid come up and he goes, he goes, man, he goes to see. Well, good to see you. This kid had gray hairs and everything. He's like, yeah, this was my teacher. And they're like, how long have you been teaching? I said, well, you got to understand. <laughs> I started teaching when I was 21 uh -huh. in a class of remedial reading students who were 19 and 20 mm. i was 21 teaching 19 and 20 year olds so when i when i see some of my students are out and about and they look old well i look old and they look old with me because right. they were the same age you know pretty much so it's nice yeah. when, when a teacher and the, and the students can carpool to class <laughs> yeah right it is and hit up the bar afterwards <laughs> it's uh, yeah because you don't think your teachers you don't think your teachers are people they they, they live at the school Mm -hmm. And you know, then they don't have first names. It's it's Mister Seabold. I heard yeah. his last name is Hemp. Stop it. So, <laughs> yeah, no, that's exactly what it is. People don't think that uh, teachers have a life, and it's it's shocking. Now, I okay, so it's funny because we can talk about this, Adam. There's mm. a, there's also something that is kind of um, too much. So, the, you, you uh, have this impression that teachers don't go out. They, and that's what all students have, right? True. Teachers never go out. They have no life. Teachers are pushing back on that. And mm -hmm. on TikTok, it's actually, you know, let's let's tackle the stigma that teachers aren't real people. Mm -hmm. And I get that. I'm in support of that. But then I'll see some TikToks online where there's half-naked teachers doing body shots of tequila and Cabo. Yeah. And they're like, they're like teachers have lives too. I'm like, let's let's dial it back. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit. They they also go shopping, is what you meant to say. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you were licking salt out of, out of some some girl's belly button online. I gotta listen to you. Yeah, I know, but that's the thing is sometimes I do look at these TikToks and some of these teachers, man. If we didn't have a teacher shortage, mm -hmm. they would be looking for a job because really? they are they're posting some stuff online that I'm like, what in the world? And they're like, oh, teacher positivity, you know, we got to have a life too. I'm like, yeah, but you're uh, you know doing racketeering and and you know <laughs> uh, starting up a speakeasy in your basement. That's not <laughs> teachers living too. You know, that's illegal. <laughs> have you ever put up a uh, a video that uh, that might have got you uh, compromised your teaching or all commented on like maybe you should take that now? Yeah, absolutely. I, I got a few of those. I got um, so I actually got called in early on my teaching videos, and I was smart, man. I I I was ready because uh, I put a few students in my video mm -hmm. of me making fun of a situation. 
and I got called in. They're like, hey, we uh, saw you have some students on the um, in the video. And we're not sure if I was like, let me stop you right there. I teach seniors. I picked the ones that were 18. I sent them home a copy of the script, said I need it signed by your mom, and I need you to sign it to approve it before we shoot. And I said, it's going to be done after school, not on our time, and all my bases were covered. And my principal just looked at me and goes, okay, we're good here. We're good. (laughs) (laughs) He did not expect me to, like, pull out literally release forms that I had ready to go. I was like, I'm not an idiot. Yeah. But that's the thing when I said you're prepared and you have that, but most people don't even, you know, I have it to a point that, well, you know, because we know each other, but I have it to a point now where it's it's a detriment because I always look for what's going to go wrong. What do I need? And then it, it, it partially paralyzes you from doing anything if you if you overthink stuff. Yeah, overthinking is the worst, you know, and, and that's uh, kind of another thing with teaching is um, it, it kind of has lent me to that uh, not overthinking it. Because mm-hmm. I will tell you this, you can go in there with the most prepared lesson plan in the world, ready to go every minute planned out. This is going to rock their socks off. These mm-hmm. kids won't know what hit them. And it just goes up in flames. Yeah. And then you can come in with something that you thought of in the car on the way to school and try it. And it, 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 they, you know, never connected before, love the material, leave with a huge, you know, they got big eyes and going, Oh man, I'd never saw it that way. And you're like, wow, you know, I made that kind of connection. And uh, so you just gotta, just gotta go for it. You know, the more planning you do sometimes it's just that planning. It's not really a product, you know? So uh, if you come up with something off the, off the cuff, sometimes it's even better that way. Yeah, you got you got a plan, but you also got to be prepared, and that that mm-hmm. you know it's back to, to being being able to pivot and uh, and to move forward. And the connection you make with the students. Let me ask you this: the, the, describe to me the difference between connecting to a student and connecting to an audience. Um, so connecting to an audience, you kind of have their their attention. Uh, connecting to students doesn't necessarily mean that you have their attention. It means that you have their respect, their admiration, that they know that you uh, that you have trust. A sense of trust is yeah. huge between you and the child, you know, and and they know that you're going to try to do what's best for them. You're going to lead them in the right direction. Uh, audiences know that uh, I'm there to get your cash. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Yeah, as, long, as long as you buy my book after the end of the show, that's all I care about. But no, the, the kids, the kids, there's, I will say it's a different level of trust that they have yeah. in you. And they, and they trust you to the end. I mean, like, that's the crazy thing is, you know, 13 years in, I still get messages from students asking me about taxes and personal advice. And what do you think I should do with this? It's they, they trust you as a, your character, as a person, you yeah. know? At that age, you you make an impression on somebody, uh, and it stays with you. There's still room on the hard drive, you know. Yeah, I mean, I spend 45 minutes on stage every night trying to convince people I'm six six, and they won't believe me till they're leaving, and they go, "He is tall." <laughs> I go, "Yeah, no, I just wrote an hour of material on being tall to fool you on the way out." <laughs> uh, it doesn't make any sense. But you'll also be and and. Not only you're tall, you're also very funny, and you're headlining the Board Teachers National Comedy Tour. I am very proud of you, my friend. Tell me about that. Oh, it's amazing, man. So Mm -hmm. summer is going to be everywhere. Midwest, we've got four dates in California, Texas, going into Canada in the fall, and then Australia, full tour of Australia in um, December, because that's their summer. Mm -hmm. So we're kind of hitting it all up and going everywhere. And these are big theaters. I mean, we're playing playing the Palladium in Times Square. Yeah. and everything's selling out. You know, that's the crazy part. You know, you you put out teachers are really wanting some laughs and they they're they're really responsive. They're waiting for this. And and second we announced it, get this, Adam. We we put up a thing saying, let us know where you want to be. And uh all the people had to do is put in a city. Uh, we got 260,000 responses to that survey Wow! Uh, of people telling us where they wanted us to go and, and being interested in the show. So they, then they all put, you know, emails and contacts in there. So we're, we're ready. As soon as we hit up these cities, we're, we're letting them know and hopefully going to go around the country and around the, uh, the nation and around the world, you know, it'd be great. Yeah. And it's, it, you are a very funny guy. I look forward to working with you every chance I get. So, and the show is not only for teachers, it's a really good comedy show. And I highly recommend you guys uh, go see the board teachers 
national tour. Always good to talk to you, my friend. Thank Absolutely. you so much yeah, for being here. Again, and I'll, I'll see you see you soon. Hopefully, I'll see you when your shows are up there in uh, in Jersey. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'll be up there as well. So yeah, hopefully we'll catch up. All right, my friend. You be well and be happy. Best of the family. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This is Devin Siebold, and that was 30 Minutes I'll Never Get Back. I really enjoyed catching up with my friend. He's a funny dude, and I'm looking forward to working with him. Yeah. Devin, I love Devin. He's mm. sharp and smart. Yeah, and tall, too. He's like... Yes. He's 11 he's feet so, tall. And he's funny. <laughs> yeah. He's so funny. I mean, the the story he's talking about when he got fired as a teacher for a day, he's like, no, just accusations. Just accusations. Yeah. Just an accusation. Listen, listen. It, was like, it was like that Bill Murray scene in Stripes. Convicted. No, no, never convicted. <laughs> right. Exactly. No, it's just a guy that understands. I just, he gets it. And it was really, really fun to hear you guys talk. Yeah. Oh, cool. He not only gets it, he's prepared for it. Well, like, now. Here, yeah. I have uh, all the signed consents. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 really? You think that? Here you go. Yeah. Well, I think, <laughs> look at this. I think it's because the teachers, you know, in, in getting to know him and knowing his ride and everything, it's so, they take so much shit to teachers. Yeah. They get so oh, much yeah. blame. And their hands are tied. Yeah. And they get so much blame for everything because mm-hmm. every, you know, most people, my, my son's a genius. No, he's not. He's... <laughs> Because my mother used to do that, too. You know, my son doesn't lie, okay? And my father would be like, no, my son doesn't lie well. It's not that... Joe! Yeah. Oh, it's so great. This is not your fault. I know you're doing the best. I'll straighten him out when I get home. I mean, that's... (laughs) Oh, sorry. Yeah. Because that was a true story where I got a 90, I got a 90 the first quarter in geometry. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I failed the next quarter because I didn't, I didn't care. I'm like, well, I You weren't interested. No, it's a triangles I need for bank shots at the pool (laughs) hall. Right. Yeah. It's the circumference. I don't need to know the circumference. The ball's around. They do it themselves. I don't need to know that. (laughs) It's it's hard for me to believe that they actually believe the shit I would tell them. But they were like, it's like when a cop pulls you over. I had a cop pull me over. When I was in, uh, uh, Ford sent me this Mustang and I had to drive to Vegas. So I had You didn't this, tell me that. Oh, yeah. I had, a, I had the, uh, the, the GT500 and I was driving it and I was coming home and I was getting right off here, right off the 405. Mm-hmm. Cop pulled me over, but it was a press car. So the plate was weird and there was, I could just see in his head. I said, officer, I'm so sorry. I'm coming back from Vegas. I know I took the turn too fast. He's like, what kind of car is this? I go, it's a press car. He goes, what's with the plate? I go, it's a press car. Here's the paperwork. And he's like, I don't know how to fill this out. Just be careful. (laughs) Go home. I could see in his face. He didn't want to do the paperwork. He's just letting me go. Yeah. Yeah, uh, athletes resistance, man. That's yeah. great. Yeah. yeah, because teach teachers are you know they're, they're people. That's and that's the thing that that I discovered. Like, because my oh yeah, they're people. Yeah, they're, what does that mean? Oh when yeah, you said that TikTok thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've seen a few teachers on TikTok. Really? They are wild. Well, okay. Yeah. What are they doing? Are they changing pluses to minuses? Uh, what are they doing? They, they're doing shots. <laughs> they're you know yeah. saying teachers know how to party stuff like that. Okay. I I think that you know each. A profession should have a certain decorum, especially now, because you could check everything online. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I, yeah. That's how I'd hire anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's yeah, check I their socials first. I don't know if I was a teacher that I would. Here's a video of me like slamming shots down. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see you kids on Monday. Yeah. Like, I don't know if that's the message I want to be sending. I I didn't know 
any or personal keep- details of any of my teachers throughout like my entire academic career. No. Like they, they were nice people and we all got along, but I didn't know what they, I, for all intents and purposes, they could have lived in the classroom. That's like how little I knew. Well, about yeah, my, my, I didn't know my teacher had a first name. It's Mrs. Wilmot. You know, it's a, <laughs> her name's Claudia. Sounds exotic. You know, what the hell? Well, all I'm saying is keep your account private. Good. Just keep yes. it private. Right. Have That's a separate smart. account that you want everybody else to see. Words of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Words of yeah. wisdom for those of you who don't have tenure yet. <laughs> <laughs> I got tenure. Yeah. Just try and fire yeah. me. <laughs> I had I had a teacher get one of my uh, high school teachers. Oh, I think it was junior. No, it was junior high teacher. He came to my show uh, at Governors on Long Island. Mm-hmm. Drunk as a skunk. I'm so proud of you, Adam. She was shit. No, she was like, she was like, you're funny. You know, I never, I never thought you were funny when I had you in class. I (laughs) just shitting on me. She's like, I can't believe you made something of yourself. I'm like, (laughs) yeah, just shitting all over me. And and even, even, and and her girlfriend was with her too. And she, she, she was like, come on, let's go, Rachel. And I was like, no, he needs to know that you know this is. This is, was really a surprise for me. I figured he'd be dead. You know, just something. <laughs> Man. Yeah. And Rachel great. gave me the eyes like, mm, she, you know, drunk. She, she's a little drunk. You know, we, we, we had to take her off TikTok. It was becoming a problem. Well, I, I do think that there's certain teachers who inspire you and yeah. certain oh, sure. teachers who you just want to run from. Yeah. So that sounds like yeah. a runner. Yeah. Yeah. I've had that. Have you had, I've had it. I, I, his teacher that inspired me. His, his name is Mr. Naples. He was a psychology teacher. And mm-hmm. he would just I'll put on the board, deal with it. That's what the, the words deal mm-hmm. with. It. And that was the theme of his entire class. He's like, well, this happened. Well, this happened because it's here. Deal with it. Deal with it. And that's what mm-hmm. when you like left. That. He was branding what he's teaching you. If you li- if you leave my class not knowing anything else, know that you're going to have to deal with it. Everything else is a, is, is a story or an excuse. It's here. What are you going to do about it? Yes, Stern. And the fact that you remember that story and it's still, I can hear it has an impact yeah. on you. The fact that it resonates with you, that is the very definition of a great teacher. They, they, they give you stuff that you take with you throughout your days. Yeah. My mom was a teacher. She was a great librarian, mm-hmm. like was like just the best, treated all the kids that she had in, like, in her classes like they were her kids. You know, which kind of pissed me off because I was <laughs> now I got to compete with you guys for attention. What the hell yeah. is this all about? Ma, who are these kids? But yeah. she she loved all of them. And 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 still to this day, she's been retired for a few years now, but she still hears from students like and like when they're doing great. They seek her out to tell her, hey, Mrs. Stern, like I got I did this or like I accomplished this. Like some kid graduated from West Point mm-hmm. and let her know. And I was like, great. Now that my fake brother here has graduated, I got to compete with this jackass. Thanks. What what Christmas presents are you getting him, Mom? Yeah. That's hard to live up to, Mark. Yeah. It is. I was like, I don't have that. Like, look, Mom. You know, I didn't get a parking ticket today. Yeah. Look at me. Yeah. yeah. I graduated yeah. from West Point. Did Mark ever make any? He was your biological son, wasn't he? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. but but it's so it is very cool. I'm so proud of the job that she did, right. you know, uh, and impl- influencing all these lives. And the fact that these people still circle back and still hold her in such high regard so many years later, like that, those those teachers are are just the best. When you have that in your life, mm-hmm. it just it puts you on a good path. Yeah. And there's impact both ways, because uh, I've had a couple of teachers tell me uh, not the ones that come to my show and get loaded and say, <laughs> <laughs> but I had a couple, a uh, couple of teachers uh, uh, tell me I don't me like that, her, Adam. I don't like her either. But I've had a couple of teachers tell me that um, I made the classes a little bit better, you know, because uh, I, I had, I just had a comic sense. I didn't know what I had, but I knew when there was tension in a room and I could make people laugh, and mm-hmm. it, it just made everything move a little bit quicker. So fun, you made fun. Yeah, yeah. So I, you well, know what? One- I think the students. So I think the teachers can learn from the students too. If you just give us a chance, honey, you can learn from me if you pay attention. You just don't know what you have. <laughs> It's true. Devin learned the economics of the street hustle from those kids. Yeah. Watching yeah. them take those bags of chips from Sam's Club or whatever it was mm-hmm. and then selling them off for profit. He's like, oh, all right, we're going to use this gumball machine here and I'm going to fund, you know, I'm going to I'm going to fund our pizza party. Like learning, picking up the, 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 the economics of the street hustle, man. That's that's a key thing. It's yeah. very cool. That's that's called uh, pivoting. Is right. It, see, 
See? Yeah. Look at that. The yeah. shit makes sense, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> it does. I like win-wins. Thank you, honey. I'm glad you see it because some people don't. You have no life. See? <laughs> 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 I want to thank my pal Devin Seabold uh, for making time for me. If you want to see us both together, July 1 and 2, we'll be at Cobbs in San Francisco. Uh, honey, if they want to get a hold of us, where do they go? Dot Adam Ferrara at Gmail. Thank you guys for spreading the word about the show. The show's growing. It's all because of you. Uh, and if you get a chance to leave us a review, that helps us with our friend. Mr. Algorithm. And always remember that we are in this together, brothers and sisters. Share the road. Life is hard. You take it easy on yourself. The pod has ended. Go in peace. Very nice cruise line. I mean, really high-class shit, man. Beautiful fucking cabin with a balcony. I showed you the pictures, right? Uh-huh. Is that the one? The, what's the one with the comedy club? That's the Oasis. That's Royal Caribbean. <laughs> it never stops. <laughs> Phil, put your camel to bed. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.